So when it first started happening, I was confused. Like, I was concerned. I just wasn't understanding, like, okay, what happened to the days when you used to get these clients out in California? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Podcast Trapper. I'm your host, Anna Gogo, founder of Black Pod Collective, Black Pod Festival, and Adobe Media, full-service podcast production agency. And I'm excited to, I don't know if I'm excited for this episode, if I'm being completely honest, because who really wants to talk about their biggest fails? Like, yeah, that's what this episode is about. Me telling you about my biggest fails, which is not exactly something I'm excited for, but it's one of those things that I wish somebody had told me a little bit more about. I wish it was something that was talked about a little bit more about when we fail in business. I think we're so used to seeing the Instagram worthy stuff because let's be honest, as much as people want to see the real of you, think about the last time you saw somebody crying on social media, you immediately go into this notion of like, you're just looking for attention. And that's not necessarily all always the case like sometimes in being vulnerable and showing you the truth behind the scenes it entails like those hard-hitting moments where you're just overwhelmed those moments where you're not really sure what's next and so that's partly why I want to kind of get you guys to join me on this journey I want to talk a little bit about what are some of my biggest fails have been in business in entrepreneurship because everybody sees a lot of these wins but you don't really see the hard hitting stuff. So I actually took notes and, you know, I even have my tea because I'm like, we're going to sit down, sip tea. As you guys know, this is an audio and video based podcast. So there's an experience to be had here. And it feels like when you're talking about a hard moment, you should drink something warm, you know, like it should be like, yes. And let me tell you about my experience. I don't know if my tea is actually ready for me to drink it yet, but I actually made a list because I want to make sure that I'm fully focusing on this and I want you guys to walk away and learn from me so that this way you don't make some of those same mistakes as well. Item number one for me was opening the studio while planning a whole conference. If you know me in real life or you follow me on social media, you know that I've talked about this quite some time. I opened Adobe Media, the studio element of it, on October 26th of 2021. At that same time, I was planning Black Pod Festival 2022, which was going to be our first live and in-person conference. And as much as bringing Black Pod Festival to life was a dream come true, it was actually a very stressful time. It was a very stressful experience. And if I'm being completely honest, I feel like my business could be so much further along right now if I was not juggling those two things at the same time. We, of course, still did well. You know, we made ends meet and everything like that, but we did not do as good as we're doing right now. We weren't as busy, you know, and it's funny because Matthew and I kind of sometimes talk about this of like how business is booming and things are picking up because in the old studio, we did well, but it was not as much. It was not a constant. It wasn't like an every single weekend. It wasn't a, we were having to close down so I could just get a day off. That was not the case. However, I did spend a lot of my time where it's like, the daytime was focused on Adobe Media. The nighttime was focused on Black Pod Collective, Black Pod Festival. So I just was not getting any sleep. My brain did not have the capacity to really think about how best to market Adobe Media, how best to market the studio, how best to get in front of our target clients or even figure out who those target clients were. I was just honestly in survival mode. I was working from a place of 
we just have to get this conference done. We just have to kind of get things together and in a constant state of rush and anxiety and overwhelm. And if I'm being honest, it also led to some bad hires on my part. I didn't fully vet people to make sure they knew what they were doing. I didn't fully understand what my needs were. Anybody who indicated that they were interested in being on the team, at the time we had a different photographer, we had a different graphic designer, we had a different audio engineer. All of these people were just people who kind of happenstance came together. It wasn't a consorted effort. And if you've listened to or watched the past episode where I talk about the things to look for in hiring a team, I can honestly say in the beginning of this, I didn't have the bandwidth to really focus in on what my weaknesses were, what type of personalities was I comfortable working with, what were some of the things that I was willing to deal with, and what were things that were big time no's for me. I wasn't focused on any of that because I myself was drowning, trying to plan a conference as well as open a studio, market it, and really dive into things that I'd never done before. So I would say biggest item right there is trying to take on too much at once. That's the best way to describe it. Like really thinking I'm invincible and really taking on two things I've never done before in my life that are very expensive without thinking of what that could mean on my mental health, my body, like just what it meant for any parts of me. Next up, as far as like some of my biggest fails is not having an exit strategy. And I know you're probably thinking to yourself, an exit strategy. Yeah, I don't have an exit strategy for Black Pot Collective. And it's one of those things where it's like, I need to. And you're probably thinking to yourself, but Anna, don't you still love the community? A hundred percent I do. I love this community that I built, but I don't have an exit strategy for when either I outgrow it or no longer have the bandwidth. It's been four years and my life has changed drastically. And for me, I think a fail on my part is I never thought of my dreams coming true. I never thought of like my hard work actually paying off. I prayed for it and I worked really hard towards it, but I didn't plan for it. I didn't plan for what that would look like once Adode started taking off, once the studio was consistently booked, once we have like production clients and all of these things. I didn't plan for what that looked like from a business standpoint for Black Pot Collective. And so it ends up being kind of problematic because I don't have an exit strategy, but technically I need one. I don't always have the bandwidth that I used to to be able to talk to members as freely as I could. I don't have the bandwidth to check in on members the way I used to. And so I need to have an exit strategy. And that's one of those things that I'm talking through and thinking about right now. And I don't know what that looks like, but to me, it's a fail on my part that I started this organization without an exit strategy of what it looked like once all of my dreams and aspirations come to light. I don't, of course, want to leave my community behind, but once again, I'm only one person and I'm learning a lot more about capacity and not putting myself out on the line to the point where I'm tired and sick and not really having a personal life. And so to me, I think it's important whenever you're building anything to have that exit strategy. What does it look like when the next phase of your life starts to happen? What does it look like when some of those goals and dreams start to actually come to fruition? Fruition. Fruition. Huh. We just learned a new word that I don't know how to say. (laughs) Fruition. Futrition? Hmm. You know what I mean. Uh, what does it look like when your goals start to actualize? Yep, that's what we're going to say. Actualize. <laughs> what does it look like when your goals start to actualize? And for me, like as I look at Black Pot Collective, it's it's one of those things of like, 
right now is super for novices. It's for those who are just getting started in the podcast space. And that's no longer me. So it's evaluating how do we split this up to where I'm still able to support in my capacity, but also having like other avenues for people to seek support that doesn't just revolve around me. So that's my other thing, not having an exit strategy. And my dad and I have been working on Adobe Media's exit strategy. And granted, Adobe Media is super new. So this exit strategy is not for another 10, 15, 20 years, but I can't be moving furniture and sets when I'm in my 50s. Let's be clear. Like my back is still hurting from the last studio. And so what does that look like in 10 years, in 20 years? Does that mean I'm not in this business anymore, which I don't foresee, but I foresee where it's like I hire somebody to handle the day to day and I move over into like real estate investment, something I can lay on my couch and do. But the next thing for me, as far as some of my biggest fails is not hiring a video consultant. This to me, I would say was not smart on my part. I really am a big proponent of I can learn a lot of things. And YouTube University is amazing. However, it took longer. Like in hindsight, if I had hired a video consultant who could come in and tell me what equipment did I need out the gate, I would not have these three Canon M50s that have a 30 minute cutoff time. But we had to make do with what we had because I didn't know any better. So I purchased those and guess what? This is what we got to rock with. And I know we lost some clients in the beginning's days because the fact that they didn't want that 30 minute cutoff time, they didn't want a lot of things. And so with that in mind, it's one of those things where it's like, if I had hired someone to tell me what lights did I need, I would have had better lighting. And I think our lights are great. We've learned and accustomed to it, but there's just a lot of things that it's like, hmm, Trying to learn everything on YouTube, YouTube does not know your current setup. Hiring a video strategist who is going to be able to like come actually see our space, see, you know, what lighting did we really need? And even like these floor lights that we have that are colorful, if you see the other lights we used to have, because I didn't know what these were called. I literally found these lights, which I still have not hired a video consultant. You know, at this point, I've just accepted my fate, but I feel like I've made leaps and bounds in what I've learned. Even with Matthew, like I know he's learned a lot of things. Like there's just things that we figure out as we go. And there's things that we're like, yeah, we can't do that. And there's other things that we're like, oh, this actually looks good. These wall lights I found on a reel. Like somebody placed a reel and I was like, ooh, what's that? Literally took a screenshot, sent it to a friend who's a photographer because, you know, I have friends who know things, but half the time I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, the things that light up the walls. What things light up the walls, Anna? Oh, God, help me. Makes the walls a different color. Paint? I'm like, you know what? Never mind. Just leave me alone. And so I was able to send it to him. And he was like, oh, those are called this. They're like DJ lights. And he sent me one that was like $300. And I was like, "Mm, let's get these for $150. Um, And so it's one of those things of like, if I had hired a video strategist, I do feel like some of those earlier clients that we met who came to the studio would have had a better experience. And some of them were some big name podcasters. Like, I'm going to be completely real with you. We've I've fumbled the bag with some really big name podcasters in the beginning days. And I'm okay with that. And I'll tell you guys why I'm okay with that, because I do have solutions for these things. And then not doing an industry analysis. So... I sometimes struggle, like even right now, people look at us as more of a podcast studio, not recognizing like, no, we're full media production agency. And Adobe Media existed before the studio. And we didn't have this issue when we were just Adobe Media without the studio. And so I've noticed now that we've opened the studio, people are very, they kind of bottleneck us. Like our out-of-state clients are not as much anymore. We still have some, but it's not as much, you know, because people immediately see us and assume that we just do in-studio work. 
if I had done an industry analysis, I would have recognized that this is a thing. This is something that actually happens because now I've talked to a few other people who have studios and production agencies and they decided to call it something different. Duh. But at the time I was like, oh, why should I have a whole separate brand, different name, all of these things. But, you know, like my friend Chris, who has DCP, he has um, Podstream Studios and then he has DCP, which is his production agency. And, you know, in hindsight, there are days that I'm like, you know what, let's switch the social media to Adobe Studios and create a whole new page for the media side of it. But at the same token, it's like mm, the clients that I want to be working with on the production end of things. Trust me, they're not finding me from Instagram. So I think we're okay. But that was a mishap on my part. I didn't do an industry analysis to know that this was an issue. So when it first started happening, I was confused. Like, I was concerned. I just wasn't understanding, like, okay, what happened to the days where you used to get these clients out in California and so on and so forth. So those are some of my biggest losses. Sometimes also, I kind of have dropped the ball in the sense of customer service. Yeah, I said it. I am a fun person. I am really kind. I am nice to you. But the moment you start like crossing me and talking to me any which way, I don't really do well with that at all. And so from a customer service standpoint, it is something I'm actively working on because I'm a type A personality. I like for things to be structured. I like to know how my day is going to go. And I get frazzled actually very easily. Very shocking to a lot of people because of the fact that I come across as fun, vivacious, big personality. And that is true as well. But on the flip side of that, I also like to have schedules. I'm a certified project manager. I'm a certified process improvement specialist. So in my previous life, I was that person who you brought in to clean up things. I was that person you brought in to like make your system structured better. And so I operate based off of structure. The reason I'm able to do the things that I do is that Everything is extremely structured here, but it's also a hindrance for me because the things that I didn't think about with having a studio is that, let's be honest, people go over time and you can't plan for that. And then it causes a trickle down effect. So imagine if I have a call scheduled at two o'clock, your appointment for the studio was supposed to be from like 11 to one. And I'm thinking, oh, that's an hour buffer. You are now going over and it's 2.30. You still need help, but I have a call. It now has frazzled me. Like it has thrown my day off. I'm now stressed. And that's the thing I have to work through. So customer service in the sense of, I frazzle and I get worked up when things aren't going on to schedule. And that's something I didn't think about. And it's been a loss on my part. Granted, we've never really lost any clients that we wanted to keep because typically if you are rude to myself or anybody on the team, I kind of have a rule of you can't come back. But I also recognize how like, that could hinder me. Like if I'm not more receptive or more friendly and thank the heavens that my team is not like me. So if something is going like completely array, I just go in my office and close the door and I kind of let Matthew handle the rest of it. And so it's one of those things where thankfully it balances out. But at the same token, it's one of those things that I know is a loss on my part. It's a hindrance. But what are some of the things? So I never like to just focus on like the bad things. Like, oh, these are some of my biggest losses. I hope y'all not over here just wanting to hear about my losses. Like y'all should want to see me win. And if you don't, you a hater. Anyway, back to you guys. Um, So it's one of those things. So some of the things that I am doing to like kind of bounce back from some of this is inviting some of our earlier clients in who booked the studio for free sessions. So there's a few people who they're 
pretty large name podcasters, but even those who are not, there's at least five people that come to mind where it's like, we didn't know what we were doing yet. We didn't have the proper lighting. The old studio had like the HVAC system going through our our actual studio. Like there was all of these other elements. And so sending out emails to let them know that, hey, you know, would really love to like make up for the experience so you can have a better experience with us. Um, The next time you're here, feel free to come back and, you know, we'll record, edit and everything for you at no cost. Of course, it's still a cost to me, but no cost to them. Focusing on one brand at a time. That's a big thing for me. So I have gratefully been able to um, bring on somebody who's going to be able to manage like Blackpot Collective social media channel. But at the same token, I'm starting to look at like if I'm spreading myself across all three brands at the same time, nobody is actually getting the best of me. In these last few months, like if I'm being honest with you guys from July of 2022 to what are we in April? Let's just say April at this point of 2023. I have been focusing solely on Adote Media. I have not been tapped into what's going on at Black Pod Collective. Yes, we still have member meetups. Like there's still things happening, but I'm not focused on the growth. I'm not focused on those elements. And the reason for that is I recognize that in order for Adote Media to grow in the way that I needed it to and the way I knew it could, I needed to focus all of my brain power towards how we get our clients, how we serve our clients, how we show up spending money. Let me take a tea sip on that one. Spending money on our growth. Mm. Yeah, for those who are just listening, yes, I did have to just take a tea sip. Because the spending money on growth, like, I don't think we talk about that enough. We talk about, like, you know, the the fails. And it's like, okay, but the spending money so that this way we could continuously grow. And lastly, I've actually been focusing a little bit more on, like, leadership training. So I've gone through leadership training in the past on, like, managing people. Because in my corporate life, I literally, I managed, like, over 50 people at a point. However, I'm focusing on leadership training from like how to manage not only people, but your own feelings as well as clientele. And I recognize that for me, that was important because I do get frazzled easily. You know, I don't believe the customer is always right. That's a crock of nonsense. The, the customer is not always right. But I also recognize that I need to be a little bit more flexible. So I have very stern and strong boundaries. And I recognize like when you're working with customers, you have to be able to be a little bit more lenient. You have to give a little bit. And it's not saying like, because, you know, you do have some people who will step all over you when you give them a mile. But that doesn't mean treat everybody like that. So for me, I've been focusing on some of those leadership trainings to kind of help me manage this newfound growth that we've been having. This, you know, people are like, Anna, should you just like maybe get a studio manager so you're not there? No. No, no. I've watched other people's stuff and like people come to studio high and I've seen other people who have studios and that's what they do. That's just not me. I might throw some Hennessy in some tea and by some, I mean a tidbit. I may take a shot before I leave for the day, but I'm never in here like wasted or toasted up or anything like that. That's not how I operate in my business. And I think in the creative world, people assume that that is acceptable. And I don't think that's acceptable. This is still my business um, to each his own. You know, I'm not here to judge anybody, but 
rather than me thinking like, oh, just bring somebody else in to take care of it. No, I want to be here for the day to day because that's how I focus on what we need to grow. If I'm not here, I can't see some of those challenges. I can't see this Studio C is not really being booked. So we need to probably change the look, so on and so forth. So those are some of my biggest losses, but also what I'm doing to negate that. I'm an actions oriented person. I'm not going to just like, oh, you know, these are my losses and gosh darn it. No. How do we learn from those situations? How do we pick up from there? And so what I hope is in hearing me share some of these losses, share some of these challenges and setbacks, but also share like what I'm doing to combat that and to be a better entrepreneur, a better producer, a better manager, a better steward over people's shows. Um, I'm hoping that you guys are able to kind of see and apply that because there will be setbacks. Like, let me be clear. I know I've shared a few of these, but trust me, I haven't even shared some of the personal setbacks I've had in my life at a cost of all the things that I do. And don't worry, we'll share that episode one day. But I love this life that I live. Like, I love that I get to be in my own space and create. I love that I get to impact and be there for other people in their shows and just do what I love every day. So I know I'm going to have other fails. God willing, they're nothing crazy. But I'm excited for the things that I learn along the way about myself and my team and my capabilities, because that's really what it's all about is how we learn, grow and charge on. So I'm going to sip this tea and thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Podcast Trapper. As you know, this is an audio video based podcast. And um, this week, like I really hope for y'all who are just listening, please, please, please go to YouTube and look at this video because this setup, baby, plus this orange outfit, like y'all not ready for me. But I hope you guys found this information helpful. Please, please, please feel free to shoot an email of what you want to hear from me. What is it that you would like to learn? What would you like to know? As well as leave a review and tell a friend to tell a friend that the podcast trapper is here. Trap, trap, trap. Trapping out the window. Until next week, you guys, have a good one.